Welcome to the Conversations Podcast, Married People Part 3 edition for 2023. This is Sean Stover getting to talk with you again. I have my wife, Christina. Good morning. Lead Pastor Jose Abaroa and his amazing wife and counselor, Taylor Abaroa. It's good to be here. (laughs) Awesome. I love being with you guys. I love processing kind of what we got a chance to do in, in kind of a group setting Earlier this week, we talked about teams. Have you guys ever been a part of a team that you remember that you enjoyed? Yeah, I've been a part of some good teams and not so not so good teams. I'm trying to, funny enough, only the bad teams come to mind. So I'll let I'll let somebody else answer while I get my thoughts together. I had a really great team uh, my senior year in high school. We it was actually crazy. We ended up winning state, but we really weren't coming together so well at the first of the season. Mm-hmm. And my coach saw it. There was a lot of division, a lot of just selfishness. And so he called a a meeting between me and two other girls that we were captains. And he said that y'all lead. So how can y'all try to be more of um, front, self, unselfish, and how we can do that better? And so it did. It was a turning, yeah. a shifting. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up winning the state. The whole five A girl state go. thing. So it was a, it was an amazing team. That idea sure. of selfishness robbing us of of team is important yeah. for us, and it's mm-hmm. direct application to our marriage. One of my favorite things is we visited with your coach years later, mm-hmm. and uh, y'all talked about puzzles. He would bring puzzles yeah. in, mm-hmm. and as a team, y'all would put together puzzles so that you had to learn to communicate with mm-hmm. each other, see what the other people mm-hmm. were seeing. Spend time. And together. I thought I've never mm-hmm. heard of a coach do that for a basketball team, but. Uh, uh, he was brilliant. We probably should try puzzles in our house <laughs> yeah. every now and then. There's always that one piece that's missing and somebody gets blamed. Yeah. And my senior year of high school, um, that's a team that sticks out to me as well. And we went on to win state that year awesome. and volleyball. And, you know, I think about that team and the two prior years we lost in the regional finals, the game before moving on to the state tournament. And so going into that season, there was a lot of talk about, hey, this is our last shot as mm-hmm. high school athletes and our last time to do it together. And our phrase for or one of them for that season was going all in. Um, and so it was something that our coach, you know, after that hard second loss started even in that spring to really ingrain in us about what it meant to go all in, all out so good. last season. Yeah, which definitely ties back to our wholeheartedness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. that realization that if we want to be a part of a great team, if we want our marriage to be a great team, then we need to be all in. We need to be wholehearted. And there's risk. We could lose. We could mm-hmm. lose again. You could have lost again in that same round. But it's like we're going to do everything we can to get past that spot. Well, it turns out Jose and I married super athletes That's that right. are state champions. Yeah. So we're yeah. not going to talk about the teams we were on. I was actually going to say my freshman, sophomore, and junior year football teams, we we went all the way to, either to the semis or the oh, state finals my senior year. We didn't make playoffs. <laughs> but what I remember from that team is my coach and the way that yeah. he always encouraged us to major on the majors and not lose heart That's and to, mm-hmm. to keep going. And so in marriage, sometimes the best thing that we can do is ask somebody to coach us uh, mm-hmm. when we're going through a hard that's, time. That's yeah. so great. I think 
God wired us for unity. He desires unity for us in our lives, in our marriages, and in community. And that's why this concept of team really resonates, I think, as a couple, because we sometimes forget that it is the most yeah. important team we're ever going to be a part of. And yet team is such a part of our culture and our mindset, and we understand it. So if we'll just take that lens that we understand from other places in our life and apply it in our marriage— then all of the things we would do to be part of a healthy team somewhere else mm -hmm. probably going to have application right there in your home. So we looked at four specific things to be a healthy team. Mm -hmm. and, and the first one was this concept of safety. Mm -hmm. And we know that from community groups that we're a part of or places where we actually have deeper heart-to-heart -heart conversations, that safety is critical. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor's, you know, you're a counselor. You know that you have to create safety, right? Mm -hmm. In the absence of safety, it doesn't matter what else you do as a therapist. They're not going to be able to get yeah, the Yeah, that's one of my, you know, primary things with clients is, First, I want to establish safety and create a safe place because from there, there's a lot of ways we can go. But if there's not safety, it's really hard to open up and be vulnerable and share your stuff with a stranger. Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. What's it look like for you guys in your marriage safety? How does it play out? Yeah, vulnerability is big and trust, knowing that I can share something with Taylor and um, we'll go deeper into this a little later, but that we can just connect and and mm -hmm. sit. And that's something that that we've grown in our marriage recently is mm -hmm. uh, the ability to connect for me without trying to fix Taylor, but just hear her out. And um, yeah, that, that, that establishes that safety. Unfortunately, sometimes I forget that and then I compromise safety by moving, moving a little too fast. Yeah. And it's crazy how quickly you can become unsafe mm -hmm. yeah. with a tone or with a word or an expectation that we think we have or we didn't say, but we have it. Mm -hmm. So Picking being up the phone in the middle of a conversation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's not big things. Yeah. It's those small things that in a moment can close a person down pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, we try to communicate so many other things in marriage. And sometimes by simply just communicating and reminding each other, hey, we want this to be safe. We want to create safety here and saying that out loud, it helps you get back on the same team rather right. than feeling like you're tug of warring and pulling against each other That's and reminding us of what our desire is. Yeah. I think there's a pretty neat relationship too, Taylor, as you're saying that between this idea of what we desire and, and what we really desire is trust mm -hmm. in a relationship. But that's that's elusive. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've heard so many times from clients, I've thought it myself, you know, why don't you trust me? Or what do I need to do to earn your trust? And I really have flipped that. And I've been like, you know what? Safety seems like something that's more tangible that I can pursue. And the safer I am, the more trustworthy mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. And then in that moment that I break that safety, I break the trust mm -hmm. that we have. And mm -hmm. so I kind of really think it's it's almost a better topic to pursue. Like to be the most trustworthy person you can be, you got to start by being the safest person that you can be. I don't really ask Christina to trust me anymore. I just really work hard to be safe mm -hmm. for her. Oh, that's good. I think for a lot of years, Sean and I had this one same conflict that I just we just kept having, and he kept saying, I'm going to change this behavior. Do you trust me now? I'm going to change this behavior. Do you trust me now? And we were at our—we went to a marriage intensive, and when he finally heard my heart and listened to it and validated it, mm -hmm. then I began to trust again. It mm -hmm. wasn't— 
any, his behaviors had, he, yeah, it wasn't the behavior. It was just this listening to me, hearing me and validating that he had hurt me deeply. And, and so I think that's key too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Safety is something that we all can work toward and does make a really great team. Mm -hmm. We can be safer when we use timeouts. That was the second That's point. Huge. Yeah. 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 Look, you said soccer doesn't have timeouts, <laughs> but you can use a lot of different, you know, so fake you can injuries. fake an injury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. can just go and talk to the ref while the coach rallies, hey, go here, go there. So, okay, but those know. aren't good strategies in there. <laughs> <marriage. laughs> Oh, I can't communicate. We can't talk about that right now, Christina. My hamstring is really hurt. I'm going to lay here. Soccer soccer teaches you perseverance because you're out there for 90 minutes with a short halftime. And uh, yeah. Okay. But in all seriousness, timeouts has been a great tool that, man, I I quite honestly can't remember when we started to use that in our marriage. Um, But I can remember. We never called it a timeout. We never called it a timeout. But I can remember one time um, that really set us up well. Do you want to share that story? Are you talking about me going on a run? Yeah. And then, or no, I went to go play soccer. <laughs> oh, there you go. There Full we circle. Go. Full circle. Yeah, we had some uh, big decision to make and uh, came home from work. This is when we were living in D.C. And um, I, I came home from work and, and told Taylor, hey, let's, we need to talk about this. And then I looked at her in the eyes and, and I realized she was processing internally because that's how God wired her. Yeah. And I was ready to give her all of my ideas and take her on this crazy roller coaster. And so thank God. I mean, it was a Holy Spirit moment where I just looked at her and said, I'm going to go play soccer for a while because yeah. I had a group of friends at a park nearby. And I came back about an hour and a half later and we had a great conversation after mm-hmm. she had that's processed good. versus going into it and which would have resulted in intention and conflict. Mm-hmm. And I think for me in that moment, it gave me time to process, but it also set up our conversation after to where we both had more collective thoughts. So instead of riding a roller coaster with your external processing, we just could collaborate and partner together and praying what our next steps would be. Yeah, I do like that point, the external internal processing, which can really be helpful if you know that about yourself, especially even when you're doing a timeout, Mm -hmm. those people that need to internally process um, because that I'm an external, I want to just get it. And that's just sometimes, right, not very honoring to Sean who wants to internally think through it. And so timeouts have just, they've really been transformational in our marriage. Yeah, they're great stuff. The big deal is that setting that time to return and making That's sure it. that it, you do have right. some kind of time when you get back there. Which is what that proverb is all about, right? Don't let the sun go down yes. in, in your anger. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let a lot of time go by. Because, mm-hmm. Christina, mm-hmm. you mentioned that. Yeah. I totally, especially yes. not growing up in the church, I heard that and immediately thought, that's the type of husband that I'm going to be. Yeah. And and so poor Taylor, I mean, she was literally, I put her in a, in a corner th- through trying to figure out how to resolve this conflict right now because we can't go to bed unless we yeah. are at peace. Yes. And the truth is, is that sometimes sleeping on it is the best thing yeah, that you exactly. can do. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, that was a really small deal that became a big yeah. deal very fast. And it does. The proverb itself even ties back to something we said the week before, and that's personal responsibility and understanding what's yours. It really says Mm -hmm. don't let it go down on your anger, which is your deal. Mm -hmm. You have 100% control over the emotion that's going on inside Mm -hmm. of you. 
And so, yeah, even if we don't resolve that, that which it doesn't say we have to resolve the issue that night or work through everything. It just mm-hmm. says, don't go to bed angry. So I need to yeah. work through, that's me and the Lord mm-hmm. doing something with my anger. And once that's taken care of, we'll actually will be better, whether it's that night or the next morning, resolving the topic as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. not 4 a.m. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what you do during your timeouts, another important, I think, personally, what you do, where do you go? What's your verbiage? Like Sean said, pointed out, if your whole um, message is in your heart, what's my next point? You know, mm-hmm. during your timeout, then you're really not working on the heart. You're working on your argument. So what you do during that timeout is important. Yeah, and who, who you talk to, mm-hmm. which yeah. you guys touched mm-hmm. on that too, making sure that you're not yeah. going to mom yeah. or dad mm-hmm. or, you know, Best friends friend or gossip. Or yeah. 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 That's good. Well, another great soccer application for marriage would be the yellow and the red card. Like Mm -hmm. uh, I can see as we move into the next point about communication and listening, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm sure I've deserved a yellow card because I have run past uh, desire to connect and tried to fix things. You're off sides. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stay behind the defender. Look at us. Yeah, all right. I can't do any more soccer tie games. Nobody scored. What a good sport it is. Yeah, this idea of listening and being a good listener is important. Maybe more than ever in our culture, mm-hmm. learning to listen. Everybody wants to talk. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be heard. And in our marriages, we need to be really good at slowing things down and listening to what's going on with mm-hmm. our spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you guys even called out how it can feel technical when we are working mm-hmm. to listen to each other to just clarify are we listening? Are you listening to connect or are you listening to fix it? Mm-hmm. Um, because at least for me, sometimes I wish Jose would just read my mind and know exactly what working I'm wanting, on <laughs> working on it <laughs> 10 years in and still can't read my mind. And so setting just the expectation and the framework for a conversation has mm-hmm. been helpful for us. It's the single thing that's caused most issues for me is um, – not listening and and speaking instead. So, you know, mm-hmm. between the listen to understand and speak to mm-hmm. encourage, love to encourage. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're some, a great encourager. <laughs> sometimes <Oftentimes>, that encouragement <laughs> What I'm looking for is some like, understanding. <laughs> here's, what you, here's what you need to do. Let me encourage you and tell you what you, you now need to do versus really understanding where, where, you're, where you're at, where you're coming from, how you're feeling, how you're doing. What does it mean, 1 Peter 3, 7? You're, you're my theologian when it says that we have to live with our wives in an understanding, understanding way, way so as not to hinder our prayer yeah. life. I mean, what's yeah. he getting at well, there? Well, Paul in Ephesians talks about us loving our wives the way that Jesus loved the church, sacrificing mm-hmm. ourselves for them. That's the leadership that we're called to do. So for me, that means not talking and, and listening and then coming around again in the same way. You you come around, you do speak. It's just the timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when I listen, then I, I, I get what's most precious to the Lord, which is my wife, mm-hmm. and I get what's most precious about Taylor, which is her heart. Mm-hmm. So then I'm now, you know, knowing her more, where she's coming from in that one thing, and uh, then we can go forward and that's really good. I think this, there's, sorry, I didn't mean to, but I think one thing that I've learned through this is we do, we listen to other people and we show understanding a lot quicker than we do our spouse. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? Yeah. You know, if I'm playing a pickup game of basketball and I'm, I do a bad pass, I mean, I make a great pass to somebody, but they miss it. 
I'm quick to say, my bad, my bad, because I don't know him that well, right? And in our marriage, um, I'm quick to do the other one. I'm just like, you did this to me, you did this to me, instead of slowing down and going, I'm not going to, I show more care and compassion to other people. And I that has been an aha moment for me, is this is the most covenant relationship I have. And so I need to show care and compassion to this person instead of other people. And so I'm sorry for doing that for so many years. Well, that's why yeah. we don't play basketball together either. <laughs> you make a lot of great passes that I mess up. Have you, have uh, you guys redeemed the tennis <laughs> match? Uh, we, we're done with we're tennis. We, we've, we've moved we learned. to pickleball. We're, we're trying the pickleball a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, sacrificing. We we got a son, uh, Cade, who's engaged right now. We've mm-hmm. been having some really cool conversations in this engagement phase about what does it look like to sacrifice for yeah this woman that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and really represent like that model of Christ sacrificing for the church. And sometimes it means you don't get your way or, you know, you don't get to have the voice that you would maybe want to have. And instead you've got the ears to listen Mm -hmm. in a moment. And so as we coach him up, it's a good reminder to us that 28 years Mm -hmm. in, we need to Mm -hmm. still be practicing the same Mm -hmm. things. That's so good. -hmm. Does lead us into what we, what we do say and and the power we have to speak encouragement Mm -hmm. and life into our spouse. And I think this is one of the easiest team applications of all because great teams just, they just do this, right? They communicate Mm -hmm. well with this affirmation of each other and celebration of each other and encouragement. And we need that in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think the best teams also learn how to communicate uh, without words. I'm not thinking about the football coaches on the sidelines with the big posters, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but but I'm thinking of like the volleyball players that have numbers and, mm-hmm. and plays and maybe a look in, in their eye that helps them know where, where to go. And that's that's where we, I want to grow in, in our marriage is to continue to learn how to communicate. So when I look at Taylor, I know where she's at. I know mm-hmm. what she's needing. And uh, that takes a lot of practice and a lot of time. Yeah. And we're the ones closest to our spouse. And so we have a chance to even call out giftings. Um, when Sean was working for Gary Smalley, you know, Gary and Norma never spoke together. And Sean and I just kept saying how powerful it would be if, you know, Norma would be up there with him. So fast forward to Sean started speaking and was doing it alone. And he we moved to Rome, Georgia, and he just said, man, it'd be really powerful. I think you have this gifting to speak with me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to for the fear of not being good enough and all that, but he saw something in me. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have that power as a spouse to see things because we're the closest person to them. So that calling giftings out and speaking life, being encouraging is just being a good teammate. That's really good. Yeah. good. That's right. You guys compliment so well, Thank each you. other so Thank well. You. It's really powerful. Mm-hmm. I do think the last element of that speaking encouragement is celebrating. And are, are mm-hmm. we celebrating yeah. good enough? It was a few years back where I realized, look, to have another birthday, all you got to do is keep breathing for 365 mm-hmm. days. But to have another anniversary, you've really got to put work in and keep your marriage together mm-hmm. and care about another person. And so I'd love to say celebrating marriages and celebrating mm-hmm. big moments in your marriage are something that you've, we've, we've all got to get better at. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's... It's become culturally okay to do a, an anniversary trip and take your kids with you because you want them to see. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not what yeah. that's about. You know, it's about your mm-hmm. kids getting to see you celebrate the hard work that you've put in over the course of the year and what God's done in your marriage. So celebration would be the capstone, I think, of that encouragement. That's good. Mm-hmm. Here we got a, a minute or so to go and, and just would love to 
your final thoughts and review back over the, the you know the quick the series. I mean, we talked about the the peace cycle mm-hmm. that God wants us to live in and walk in, where our truth and strengths and gifts just flow and bless our spouse, and the way the enemy throws us off with the fear mm-hmm. cycle and and how the fears inside us cause us to react, protect ourselves, and hurt mm-hmm. our spouse. And yet, man, if we take good care of ourselves or and if we take personal responsibility for ourselves and if we really work hard as a team, we can live in that peace cycle mm-hmm. consistently in our marriage. So that's the big picture of what three weeks look like. Any final thoughts from you guys? I think if I was to add something in there and just a piece of encouragement is a few weeks ago, we talked about perseverance as well. And Sometimes we need to enact that in our marriage relationships Mm -hmm. where maybe things aren't where we want them to be, but we just need to hold on and we need to stay the course and also get some help. And I know that one thing that's personal to me and what I've seen in other relationships is the healthier and the wholer that we feel as an individual, the better we're going to be able to love and create safety and be wholehearted in our marriage and our relationships. And so for people that may be listening or friends of people that have listened, you know, taking that next step of really what is your next step in being more wholehearted? Is it finding an accountability partner? Is Mm -hmm. it seeking out professional counseling? Is it prayer? Mm -hmm. Um, That can look so many different ways, but in the holding on, taking that next step of what God has for you. Yeah, that's really good. And one of the things that's helped us persevere um, when we did this, it's been two years now since we went through this uh, part of Married People, giving you guys giving us words to use mm-hmm. that have helped us communicate in a completely new way. Mm-hmm. So it's simple. And what we're doing is we're shining a spotlight where the enemy wants to live in our marriage. And we're mm-hmm. saying, not anymore, because I know what's going on inside. I, I know this peace cycle now. And I know the fear cycle that's trying to rob me of that peace. And so I'm just really grateful for that, for these words mm-hmm. um, that that I now have to use with Taylor at any point. That's, um, yeah, really helped us get to that next next uh, step That's in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Tommy Nelson was a pastor for us in college, and one of the quotes he said that hit really home to me was, the best way to love your children is to love your spouse mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talk about creating a safe home. Mm-hmm. When your children see each other, uh, when your children see you and your spouse putting each other first, mm-hmm. that creates safety, and it gives them a sense of, Man, my parents really do love each other. This married thing is real, and and it's hard. Mm-hmm. So I think that's um, a really good way to to end it. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you, thanks for the, all of that. From thanks for the three of y'all doing these podcasts, and for everybody that's listened this far, it's clear you want something that's really right. special mm-hmm. and great for your marriage. And so I want to end in prayer for you, for the investment you've made in listening to this and for whatever that next step is. And most importantly, that you would open your heart to the Lord Mm -hmm. and let him be the, the coach of your team. Let him be the director of your team, the guide for your team, the mentor for your team. And then find those other people for accountability, community, counseling, whatever that may be. So let's pray it out. Thank you, Jesus, for marriage. You created this institution. It's not something the world came up with. Lord, you put Adam and Eve together because you know that we are better together than Mm -hmm. alone. And so, Lord, we fight and pray and 
ask for barriers against the enemy and anything he would do to rob, kill, or destroy the marriages of the folks listening here today. And we pray that they would experience your peace and your joy as they embrace taking care of themselves, taking responsibility for their own hearts and their own lives and teaming up to have the kind of marriage, Lord, that's honoring to you and brings joy and pleasure to them. We pray all of this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.